welcome back to Smorgasbord. Today on the table, what do you know? I've got Amy Leeds on the pod. It is hot trench summer. Amy Leitz and I have been uh, pretty good friends. Are we allowed to call each other besties? <laughs> um, for ever since freshman year of college, um, I'm sure the way that we met yeah. is funny in and of itself. Um, <laughs> That's very true, honestly. <laughs> we we have had such a fun friendship. Um, she has been my smoking buddy. We have fun conversations. We do crazy things together. You know, you always need one friend that you end up in a random person's kitchen at 5 a.m. And that (laughs) is Amy Leeds. So, welcome. thank you. Thank you for the intro. Happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to the damn feast. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have a question. And this, this is a very important question. Have you ever been given a nickname? I have. I mean, who hasn't been given a nickname at some point in their lives, really? Um, (laughs) My nickname, I would say, that I've gotten the most and actually has had a resurgence in, like, the past year. I went a long time in my life without hearing this nickname. Um, And (laughs) I'll just say it it was (laughs) Lainey. And... I know that sounds really awful, (laughs) but, you know, for a long time in my life, when I was younger and like middle school and high school, I grew up very sheltered, very, you know, by the book, by the rules, kind of a stick in the mud. I mean, I didn't even drink until the first time I got to college, which, you know, is pretty common actually with kids these days, but my friends in high school, because I was so by the book followed the rules they coined the nickname Lainey it was loving it was always a joke um and I actually was telling this story to one of our mutual friends um a couple of days ago actually and she started using it and so now it has made a resurgence but I would say that's probably the most significant (laughs) nickname that I've had in my life damn you know knowing you for as long as I have I mean, I guess when you got to college and, and when we met in college, I've never thought you were lame one <laughs> second. Like, I don't think there was a second that went by that I was like, Amy, Amy Leeds is lame. That never crossed <laughs> my mind. Um, so I don't know why it's having a resurgence. I got to nip that in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> it's always lovingly. And it's always, you know, I've never taken offense to it. I always, always thought it was kind of funny because, you know, I know me, you know me, we both know that, you know, I do have a tendency to go a little, have a little bit of fun sometimes. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, overall, in my heart of hearts, I am a grandma. And I think that's kind of what it comes from. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I- I've definitely seen your grandma, grandma moments. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Lamey. And a resurgence. We love it. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. So I know that you're not completely lame. 
which I've already stated. <laughs> and that is due to the stories that you tell me. And sometimes these stories you don't have to tell me because we have lived through it together. But yeah. most recently, you know, I, I've lived farther away from you in Maryland and, and you're in Boston. Sometimes you call me after you go on a date and you're like, Morgan, listen to this damn shit that just went down. So I would love to hear your dating stories. Oh, please, my dating please stories. share. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are so many, you know, I feel like these days with dating, it's hard. It's hard out here. I will say, especially, you know, I live in Boston and there's something about the specific breed of man that lives in this city <laughs> that, you know, doesn't always vibe with me. And so I got to just tell you those stories because it's easier to laugh than to cry, right? <laughs> oh, shit. That got <laughs> You know, you're not wrong. Anyone who has dated in the trenches, it doesn't matter whether you're in Boston, Maryland, wherever, it is disgustingly humid down there in the trenches. And it's hard. It's very hard. So yeah, exactly. You do have, you do have to laugh. Yes, you do. And you got to go through a fair amount of frogs before you can find your prince. And so I do have a couple of good stories that I think you would enjoy. I think you have heard maybe one or two of them, but definitely not all of them. Um, one of the first one that I will tell is um, I had met this guy at a bar with a couple of mutual friends that I had. This was probably about a year ago now. Um, and we were sitting at the bar, we were all just hanging out, having fun, and a group of guys that one of my friends that I was there with actually knew had come up because there was this really, really creepy man who was sitting on the other side of the bar from us. And he was kept, kept trying to talk to us, kept trying to get us to like buy him drinks and flirt with us, but it was just really creepy, not well received. Um, and so this group of guys that we did kind of know by proxy came over and were there to kind of scare that guy away. Um, sucks that that's how that has to happen. But one of the guys in this group who was there, you know, I kind of hit it off with, we were talking about travel, we were talking about movies, you know, basic things that you talk about when you first meet someone. And I got his phone number, we texted a little bit, it was never weird or anything like that. And then he asked me out on a date. This was winter, so we were going to go ice skating, which fun, love it. I'm a huge fan of that. So I said yes, and it turns out he didn't have a car. I did have a car and you oh, know, no. I know, I know. Well, I I'm not going to discriminate. You know, I never want to assume anyone's financial situation. And, you know, oh, yeah, in the city. How, how are they supposed to um, truck you around the ice skating rink? <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't have some keys jangling in their pockets. 
Well, let's be real. If they were driving me around on top of ice, I would probably be a little more concerned. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No one wants to play car hockey today. Oh my God, no. <laughs> um, and, you know, we live in a city, so there is public transportation around. So it's not that weird that he doesn't. But I say, okay, no problem. I'll come pick you up being the self-sufficient, independent woman that I am. And Hell so yeah. I go to pick... I go to pick him up. He gets in the car. We say, hi, hello, how's it going? Good. And then silence. There no. was no conversation. You know, I tried a little bit to like ask about his job. How his week has been like those sorts of things, but I'm just getting nothing back from him. So we pretty much ride in silence all the way to the ice skating rink. And, you know, I, I like to think that I can thrive in awkward situations. You just soak it in, accept that it's awkward and keep going with it. So we get there, we start skating around and he's like actually really good at ice skating. Me, I'm like a newborn deer flopping all around on the ice because I'm just the least coordinated person ever. And so he's like leaving me in the dust. He's like skating in circles, doing the most. And I'm holding on to just the side, just <laughs> crawling my way across the rink so slowly. So we barely even get to talk. So, oh my God. Yeah, there was pretty much no conversation there. He's just skating, leaving me in the dust. And then by the time our like 45 minutes or so was kind of the time limit for the rink because it was a smaller <laughs> one. By the time our skating like window came to an end, we were both pretty ready to go. And so we get back on the car and I drive him home again in utter silence. Okay, so I have a couple of thoughts about this. Um, <laughs> First of all, I don't recall hearing about this story. So this is hilarious. Um, <laughs> you were basically his Uber driver. Um, I truly was. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just wanted to get in some laps at, at the rink. Okay. <laughs> that's basically what he wanted. Also, I to give him this cardio for the day. <laughs> also, I don't know if you've found this, but like whenever I go out to a bar, and I meet someone there and we we're talking, like we're really hitting it off, but we're drinking, we're drinking and hitting it off. Sometimes you just got to leave it at that because if you go on a date, you know that silence will be there. Okay. There is not a real connection. It is a lustful <laughs> drinking. I am high on life connection and I can talk to anybody connection. But when you're sober and you just met someone and you don't know them, you only know them from the bar like what what do you have in common you know what I mean besides the fact that you're both drunk at that bar and you're about to go to a nice skating rink I've been on so many dates like that yeah so it's painful and it's so painful and I feel like that's why you gotta do the pre-date ritual of like taking a shot of something just to loosen yourself up I don't know if anyone else does that maybe that says a little bit about me but <laughs> I do it <laughs> <laughs> You're probably not that different from a lot of um, Americans our age. <laughs> I can't say that I do it. Um, yeah. I just go in full anxiety. 
<laughs> pedal to the metal. Let's see if they really enjoy um, Morgan just as she is. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I feel like more people should go in because if they don't like you at your fullest self, at your full Monty Morgan, as you may say, then they're not going to like you at any other time. So definitely do that. But it just, it's so weird because you can meet someone in those circumstances and it's so normal and you think, great, this will be fine on a date. And then, like you said, when you just become sober it's so, so awkward with people. And like, why? Why is that? Um, liquid courage. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. A lot of people have social anxiety. I think more people than, than not have social anxiety. I also think that for some reason, when you're drinking, everything just looks like... It, it looks fancier. It looks lighter. It looks more interesting and unique. And not to say that you aren't because you are a completely <laughs> unique individual, but what I'm saying, like even that's even happened to me, you know? So, and I think that I'm completely unique as well. So no matter what you meet someone out drinking and you try to hang out with them sober, it's not going to fucking work. I don't know what, what the scientific thing that that's going on in this world but it's just not gonna work and you have explained it very clearly in your story <laughs> <laughs> so i see the young yin on here on our notes app what what is this about what is the young yin <laughs> who is the young yin I've, I've got to know <laughs> um this is actually unfortunately fairly recent in my life <laughs> And the youngin is a date that I went on. This one was from Hinge. Um, if you're not able to pick it up, I've been on all of the apps. Um, I've tried them all. And so this was a Hinge date. I live, just for some context, I live in Brookline, which is a little bit outside the city. And so to get into the city or to different areas, it can actually take a fair amount of time just because like we previously mentioned, the public transportation in Boston is horrible. So this guy wanted to meet up on pretty much the other side of the city. But I said, you know what? Okay, sure. I'm not doing anything. It's fine. So I take the public transportation all the way over to the other side and we meet and have a drink, have some pizza. It's all very normal. He's kind of awkward and a little, you know, not the best at flirting, but I can tell he's trying. And, you know, I have no problem with someone who's a little awkward, a little nerdy, as we've established, I'm kind of a nerd myself. So it was fine. It was, you know, average date. And I don't know your opinions on this, but I feel like Everyone, unless it's absolutely atrocious, deserves a second date. Because first dates are weird. They're awkward. You don't really know what to say. You're not going to get the full Monty, as you would say, of someone on the first date. So even though it was slightly awkward, you know, it wasn't so awkward that I wouldn't go out with him again. So he, we text a little bit after that date, and he invites me to get brunch with him in the same area of the city. So I'm like, you know what? Great. 
I love brunch daytime date. It's a Sunday. Like this is great. We, we have some bagels. We do a little walk around that. Like there's a little park right there. So we went th- for a walk through the park and he was mentioning that he lived around here and he always referred to it as his place. And so I said, okay, like, cool. He invited me to go to his place and just hang out for a little bit. So I said, sure. So he brings me around and we're entering through the back of the building. And I'm like, okay, that's a little weird, but you know, it's probably just closer to his you know, apartment or whatever, even though we're going through the back where there's garbage, you know, I'm just praying I don't get murdered, but it's fine. And so we're walking up the stairs. He opens the door to his floor and lo and behold, I walk into an undergraduate dorm, which I couldn't tell from the back of the building. And there are literal like 19 year old kids like all boys like I, I'm talking communal bathroom twin beds the full like this is an undergraduate dorm room and I am so confused and I turned to him and I said wait wait how old are you because on his profile it had said he was like 27 or something like that and this man turns to me, hesitates, and then looks me dead in the eyes and says, 32. And no. I, no, that, that is not correct. Because if you are that age, why are you okay with living here? Second of all, I can tell by looking at your face, you are not 32 years old, my friend. And my so... Lord. I said, did you just lie to me? And he got all flustered or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. Like, this is weird. I'm leaving. And I left, took the 45-minute train back to my apartment and took a long, hard look in the mirror and assumed <laughs> that I just went on a date with a child. Um by my guesstimate, he was probably like freshly 20, but you know, it's fine. And then I took a break from the dating apps after that for a little bit. I mean, fair enough. This guy, I can't even call him a guy. He, he's a boy. <laughs> he's a little, a little boy. Oh, yes. My God. You know, this is something that would only happen in Boston. These little, little Cambridge-esque boys trying to scheme trying to pull one over on you yes it's disgusting yes and it's because you know why they can do it it's because the men in boston i swear they don't go above 510 they're all so short true and they all look like they just came out of a frat party so they all look the same no matter how old they are so that's why they can get away with it (laughs) Honestly, I've never looked at it like that. But now when I go to Boston this week, I'm I'm going to be in shock. The frat You'll boys will be everywhere. I'm going to see it. They, it's true. They are. They are truly everywhere. Yeah. Damn. Damn, Amy. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, is, that is one of the saddest. 
I mean, also the fact that it pulled you off the app. I mean, everyone needs to take their breaks, but oh man, like oh, why? <laughs> why this boy isn't even catfishing? He, what would you call this? He is like age fishing. He's like I don't know, like Benjamin Buttoning or something like that. I don't know. That is, but you literally walk. How did he not? The confidence, Amy, the confidence that this little boy had in bringing you into a dorm, like a full dorm room and not asking any questions. Like the confidence that he, the fact that he has confidence means that he had to have pulled one over on a couple of other girls before you. I just truly can't imagine how, like it was a dorm. (laughs) It was very I don't know either. (laughs) I don't know either. Maybe they were intoxicated, like who knows, but he pulled one over on people before there's no way he was that confident bringing you in there or he was just confident guy like I, <laughs> this is insane <laughs> who does that did you report him at least you should have reported no, him I didn't because you know so what up. it was weird and I just wanted to wash my hands of the situation I did like officially unmatch him so I did do oh, that good 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 but nothing else damn so, so you've been on Hinge, you've been on Bumble. Mm-hmm. What, what's your f- most favorite app to be on, and what's your least favorite app? Oh, I think, it, like I said, I have been on most, like Bumble, uh, Hinge, Tinder. I know there are more out there, but I would say those are like the big three. Um, the straight people I- apps. <laughs> you got me um I would say out of those three I personally probably like hinge the best I think okay it's the least creepy in my opinion especially with some of the new updates that they've done because you can put on like your intentions like what you want like do you want a long-term relationship do you want a short-term relationship with openness to long-term are you looking for nothing serious like you can put that straight on your profile which I know a lot of others you can do that as well but I like the way it's presented as well as it's you know it's like white and it just has the black lettering and it has very nice aesthetic like clean to it which I like and I feel like the men on there just in my experience tend to be less creepy honestly even if they're being forward I think forward is very different than being creepy because you can be forward and still get what you want but I find that in my experience on tinder which would probably be my least favorite you get people messaging you repeatedly and like just not giving up on it and it can just become like way too much um you have you know, found I that think... on hinge no not as much i get that so much on hinge and then i have to unmatch them interesting i mean i probably should have unmatched them from the start when i found that i wasn't <laughs> interested in them <laughs> i stopped replying. i know but but who does that honestly i feel like right? that's another thing is like and you can very much swipe like you can swipe for days and you won't get necessarily messages from anyone and you're both just like each other and you kind of sit there and then they just disappear like they just go down and then you're just matched but never do anything with it 
which is, which is unfortunate. kind of weird. But I mean, okay, here's my opinion on it all. So I just started going on Hinge because your girl is looking for a bit more seriousness. I've done the casual thing. I've done the situationship thing. And let's just say they wanted their cake. And how, how does that saying go? They wanted to like eat their cake and have it too. I don't know. They wanted all the cakes. They wanted all the cakes on the side. And, and I, me being all those cakes could not do all the jobs <laughs> with, with minimum co- compensation. So I, I went on hinge and I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it. I like Bumble a lot, but Bumble has a high rate of people who are looking for just casual things. And mm-hmm. Hinge has a lot more people looking for that strong, more committed relationship. I feel like once they go on Hinge, they're kind of looking. They're they're mm-hmm. ready to date. They're open to it. Or at least, I don't know, that's a vibe that Hinge get, gives me. Mm-hmm. I've been on more dates from Hinge where people are more interested in me and who I am and my interests than I have on Bumble. I mean... Mm-hmm. Um, my last situationship was from Bumble, um, so that's not saying yeah. anything great. <laughs> um, but I do like Bumble for its casualness. I think there's something beautiful in that because I don't know. They say when you're really, really looking, you don't always tend to find what you're looking for, and Hinge just gives me this. It, it like kind of scares me away. Maybe I'm slightly avoidant. Scares me away. Mm. Bumble feels like that nice middle ground. And Tinder feels like the dirt of the earth. <laughs> that I would way. definitely agree with. I think Tinder is just people on there for a good time, not a long time. And the quick, like, you know. Yeah, um, hook, up, hook up tonight, girl. Yeah. We're talking at 8 p.m. I'll see you at 11 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I really don't like that. I like to like meet someone and get to know them before I decide what I want to do with it. And I think maybe that's part of the reason I do like Hinge more is because you do get to go on those dates. Whereas Bumble, it frustrates me that you lose your matches after like 24 hours. I don't always know what to say right away. I need a little bit of time to think things through. Yeah, but you, hey, you've got to appreciate the tactic though, because a lot of times when when you're just acting on things instead of thinking, that's when you get the most results. Mm, when you that, that gives me that anxiety. Initial... <laughs> All right, fair enough. For me, when I act on my initial instinct of whether I like someone or I don't like someone, it always works. Hmm. I mean, it doesn't always, I mean, I've never had a long-term relationship, so I can't say it always works um, (laughs) without um, (laughs) putting putting that in there. (laughs) What I mean by that. Just a little caveat. Something goes somewhere. There's a good conversation there. I don't know if it's me being more interested and putting the effort in, but you gotta you gotta act on that initial initial instinct of yours that's what i think that that's it's a great tactic that bubble has because if you see that you know they're only there for a couple more minutes you're like oh okay well maybe i'm interested maybe i should try it like i did swipe yeah and honestly you're probably right i should definitely 
you know what? Maybe I'll try it. I'll give it a go. Take a break from Hinge and I'll switch to Bumble for a little bit. Oh my God. I just influenced you to get Bumble. This is so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I have had it before, but you know what? You are convincing me to do it a little bit more because as you said we are here for what is it, a hot trench summer <laughs> yeah we're in the trenches girl we're all it's only getting hotter i love that do yeah, you think so. that like depending on the city that you go do you think different apps are better that's an interesting question here's what i'll say about that i living in massachusetts there were a lot of white guys <laughs> Um, and they were all fratty and living out in Western Massachusetts, it was even worse. The pickings Mm -hmm. were bad. (laughs) I was fishing out of the bottom of the barrel (laughs) and you know what? I, I eventually found someone who I, I vibed with. So that was fine. But like, girl, I, it was hard (laughs) at some point it does depend where you live. But if you're living in a big city, like I live close to Baltimore and Washington, D.C., that's a very interesting demographic. Um, There's a lot of people who are here for political reasons, and they really only care about politics. But, you know, Baltimore, there's a lot of artsy people, a lot of, um, there's like a big queer culture. So it's, you know, you kind of get to pick out of both of those barrels. And I will say I've had a hard time because there are a lot of people, but you will get ghosted a lot. And I think because there are so many options, it makes it even more difficult for someone to say, you're interesting. I like you. I want to settle down for a moment and get to know you. Because realistically, you're not going to try to get to know five people at a time. Like, what are you? Not Voldemort, okay? You're not a scary monster. Like, (laughs) You got to dwindle it down and then speak for yourself. I am a scary monster. (laughs) Like you got to take care of your own energy and putting it in five different places for like a couple months at a time. If you're doing it, girl, girl, guy, they, if you are out there and you're doing it, props to you. I could never. But I think in Boston, the dating scene was just hard because everyone was kind of the same. Mm-hmm. and you can attest <laughs> oh I most certainly can yeah when you find someone who isn't like all the others I think that's when you decide to stick with it you're like okay yeah for sure yeah but it's it's also hard to find out what someone's personality is like based off an app and texting because mm-hmm. I mean I don't have time to text someone all day and get to know them. I need to go on a date. And I think people are really quick to ghost someone and not even go on that date because they're like, oh, this is already taking too much effort. Like both of us are so busy, blah, blah, blah. Might as well not. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of factors that play into it. And then we have to keep in mind that we're still in a pandemic. So dating has only gotten more difficult. People do not have the bandwidth to sit down at a dinner and and talk to you about fun and lighthearted stuff because they're worrying about rent. They're worrying about money. They're worrying about whatever else is going on in the world. It's, I mean, whose brain is it not on? Narcissists. I don't know. 
just my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> just my thoughts on dating. <laughs> I mean, I think you're so right. Like, that's why I, as I mentioned, like, I'm such a big fan of, you know, you got to give someone a second date because the first one is never a true testament. And you can, you would be able to easily say, Amy, you are the worst texter I've ever met. Like, I can't get to know someone over text because I just, I suck at it. I'll be the first person to admit. I will <laughs> literally type out a response and forget to send it because I put my phone down or my brain goes somewhere else. Like texting just ain't it for me. So I'm kind of in the same boat. Like you gotta meet in person. You gotta talk face to face. But at the same time, like we are in a pandemic. No one has a bandwidth. Like meeting people in person, who knows how to do that? Like that's- oh impossible if you're asking me yeah you know what okay so this sounds terrible and I'm already sorry that I'm saying it to all the people out there who are in the dating world and you're putting your lives on the line but you gotta have a couple so this is what I did (laughs) I started talking to people that all of a sudden I decided that I was really annoyed by and I just did not really like but I still went on dates with them because I wanted to get used to that feeling of going on a date. I wanted to get used get used to the feeling of fucking flirting again and feeling vulnerable and open with someone. And then I almost feel like the more people ghost you, the more they hurt you, the more you're able to go back out in the world and say, I'm strong. I've done this before. I can do it again. And it's such a learning lesson for you, your mind, and your ability to just keep practicing the dating hand um so I say have a couple of like feeler dates just a couple of dates that you're not so sure about probably not going to go much much of anywhere but you just want to ride the bike again I think there's (laughs) nothing wrong with that and they're probably using it for the same reason too you know people are age for sure they they rip like they probably don't care (laughs) they rip being real with it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you could, if I'm actually in a current situation, I went on like five dates with this guy. Absolutely nothing. As you would say, feeler dates. Mm -hmm. And we get to our fifth and he finally kisses me. And it was garbage. It was horrible. I was like, oh, are you 15? And we're just learning how to kiss. Like it was so (laughs) bad. Can you like describe the technique? Because I think that there are a (laughs) lot of people out there who don't really know what the good kissing technique is and what the bad, I mean, not that there's like a, a black and white to all of this, Yeah, but there, there definitely is like a line that people cross <laughs> and, and all of a sudden they're in your mouth and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, this is so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, like, I'll, I'll just say I'm no expert. However, I, I know what I like. And I have a fairly small mouth. So like the target you're trying to hit, isn't it's not very big. But when you just come in already open mouth, like just tongue out all up in my tonsils, like when your full tongue is in there and then your lips are like on my chin, like oh. that's, that's a little much and also Wait, and I literally, Wait, we need to pause <laughs> oh my gosh is he touching your tonsils <laughs> no but like, is he tonsil touching 
No, but that was like how it felt. It was that aggressive. And I I do remember, oh my gosh, it was at one point he like, I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm just sitting there like smushed up against the back of my couch and (laughs) he's, he's like kind of on top of me and his tongue, he like... I, the only way I can describe it is like licked, but so my mouth is just open. Like I'm just sitting there (laughs) stiff mouth open. And when he moved his tongue, like upwards, like in a swoop, it like scraped on my top, on the backside of my top teeth. And it just sounded like I could Uh hear it. (laughs) I could feel it. (laughs) I could feel it. And that was the point when I literally, I put my hand on his chest. I pushed him back and I said, I'm sorry. Your whole ass tongue was just in my mouth and I don't know how to react. (laughs) Honestly, no shame. I have literally looked someone deep into their eyeballs and said, it's okay. You don't really know how to make out, but I can teach you right here, right now. (laughs) Honestly, they, they were not offended as far as I know. (laughs) <laughs> as far as you know but yeah oh it's just not great like we went on those feeler dates but you know that just wasn't there <laughs> wait so you ended it I ended the kiss yes because no, was... no but you did you end like all the dates like you're not going on another date with this guy oh I haven't seen him since he's still texting me see that's the problem I like Ooh, his the way personality. that you said that he's still <laughs> texting me it means that you do not want to text him <laughs> you have icked you do not want to talk to him Amy this is your sign you're not wrong but I like his personality and I like attention and <laughs> okay maybe well... that's horrible to say no definitely not who doesn't like attention We'd all be lying to ourselves if we said we didn't like attention. Yeah. So we might we might give him another chance if I do it like kind of like what you did. Like, okay, you just need some lessons. So yeah, I we'll think that's he's worth it. <laughs> so Amy, I honestly like the times that someone has looked at me and been like, ooh, like, do you like this? Like, does this feel good? That is hot as hell. And also, if you say to someone, hey, follow my lead, that's hot. Like, if they don't like that, then they can leave. The door is there. And the door is not my mouth anymore. So, see ya. (laughs) The door is closing. (laughs) Like, either have fun with where I'm at or get the hell out. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that there is nothing wrong in doing that. Well, we've been talking about... (laughs) <laughs> bada bing, bada bing. Hey. Um, we have been talking about dating and this has just been so much fun I'm glad that we were able to I don't know I was like, I'm glad that you're able to be on my podcast and talk about your dating experiences I've always <laughs> thought your dates were so great always gold you've gone on a lot of feeler dates <laughs> so thank you <laughs> you make it sound like I'm just out here going on these worst dates ever which is not wrong so anyone listening and you like these dulcet tones of my voice I am currently single I live in Boston yes (laughs) put it out there put it out there for them that is a feeler right there I hope someone else is feeling this (laughs) 
Um, sorry for you, but the majority of people <laughs> listening to my podcast right now are women, Amy. It's hard out here being a lady. Uh, hot trench summer. <laughs> we just come back to the wrote. hot trenches. <laughs> that is all she wrote. This was a great episode. So glad Amy could join me. And I just want to peep the next show. Don't worry. Hot Trench Summer Part 2 drops next Saturday. And let me just say, it's only getting hotter out here. We got to protect the goods. See you next week. <laughs>